0: and welcome to another season of the green and gold then and now podcast i'm steve Zotke, along with
1: jeff orlowski polish pipe bomb here welcome in everybody
0: talking all things packers why because we love the packers
1: the beloved absolutely
0: been watching these guys since the days of don divine and bart Starr, and endured through all of that and uh I remember when they sucked and it was funny that we were talking about on the podcast last year how the kids nowadays uh don't remember when the packers suck well guess what happened they sucked last year
1: yeah they sure did that was disappointing but you know the franchise gets hurt and what do you expect it uh you know the packers obviously didn't learn their lesson last year aaron Rodgers, uh two years last two years had some pretty significant injuries and the team has struggled. Mike McCarthy is gone, thank God. Uh but the Packers didn't learn and we're still going in to this season with Deshaun Kaiser and uh and Boyle as our backups. So mm-hmm. will they
0: though? Yeah. That's the qu- I don't know about that. I think if the opportunity is out there for a quality backup, they are going to jump on it. And, but the thing is, will Gutenkus admit defeat or an error by making that trade? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I sincerely do think, though, if there's a quality, uh, let's say, um, let's see, you know, the beard in uh, Tampa Bay or in Miami or so, I don't know, just. They, somebody a team that wants to avoid the dreaded controversy, quarterback controversy and you know could that be a situation I don't know I I but I, I I think probably less than 50/50 but it's a whole lot better than what it was with uh Thompson
1: yeah I don't see it I think that uh I think the Packers are high on Boyle I think they uh they think they might have something in Tim Boyle I think they um, do too though. Yeah, I agree, but uh, you know, small sample size, exactly. obviously. But uh, you know, Deshaun Kaiser, he played good in the first preseason game. He had some really good numbers, but the eye test, he didn't look that good. Uh, his numbers were phenomenal,
0: but you know, with the eye test, it was just—I well, would say phenomenal, but I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of, a couple of a no, no. No over a hundred. The first it was the first game, and it's a new it's a new system, so. You know, we shouldn't really be judging, but there's a few things you go and you're looking at individual players. You know, and it's just like you know, Juwan Moore with the with the, the, the t- touchdown catch, what he's 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 flipping around in his hands. You're going, oh yeah, he caught caught the touchdown, but during the regular season, there's a defender right there. It's gonna get knocked out. So huh. I mean, you're looking at stuff like that, and you're you're making your and I'm as as are the coaches and, and the and the scouts and everything making their determinations how they play in these little sample sizes that they have and you know I I just I I, I was there was a couple plays where he goes okay yeah that's what we're looking for but then you 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 see another situation where it's like eh, why did he do that?
1: See I just don't see the Packers uh, grabbing anybody else because. Um, I think that you know they they're gonna sit down and say, Well, Kaiser's you know, cheap and uh That is true and we've got years invested in this guy. What
0: if they cut Crosby though? And that may happen. Mason Crosby, your kicker. See ya. does he clear up the uh the, the cap space so they can because I don't want them to cut Crosby to clear clear off uh cap space if they don't Either, one, pick up a middle linebacker. We'll talk about Oren Burks here in just a a second. And number two, or a backup quarterback. I mean, if they utilize that money, fine. But, you know, it's... uh...
1: You know, but the thing is, is that Crosby has not been automatic. And uh, he's missed a ton of kicks the last couple years. So, and he's making a, a, a ton of money. So, you know, he's... He's fighting for his job right now, which he should be. Sam Ficken, you know, he doesn't look great, but he, uh, you know, and Crosby's been hurt. So, it uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Mason. Obviously, it's one of Aaron Rodgers' buddies. He's been on the team for such a long time. One of the old guard with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but... A lot of money for a kicker.
0: Well, he, he's 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 definitely in the hot seat because they tried to get the guy that the, the Vikings got that Kareed Vedvik or whatever from uh, yeah Baltimore. You know, so, I mean, so they're 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 trying to do something, and they should. Yeah, they. Well, should. I'm always, You should always be in a position where you're trying to improve yourself. You shouldn't say, "Well, we like him," and he's a. Uh, but then again, you can also get yourself into trouble by doing that and kicker is, is boy, that is a, just a, you know, I, 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 you know, we went through this with Stenerud, we got rid of Stenerud, I know the old school guy in that, man, we couldn't find a kicker for years after that, you know, a decent kicker. So, I mean, you look at the Cowboys what they went through, the Redskins, Redskins are just were in the wilderness when it came to the kickers for a while. Well, so and were the
1: Chicago Bears
0: and the Bears too and it's like uh, you know maybe you know I mean if 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 Ficken or if they would have got this Vedvik guy who was supposedly, you know, the guy uh, fine but you know I don't I don't want to if, if all things are even and 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 uh we go with Ficken, yeah, okay, he kicks fine, you know, in the first four games of the year. When when that weather changes, though, he starts going south, like uh, Scott. You know, Scott was this great punter, and, and boy, he, he sure didn't look like it the last two months of the season, did he?
1: No. No, he didn't, and they wasted a, a real high draft pick on him as well. Uh, you know, it's just, to me, your money is better spent On a position that's not a kicker. And obviously they need help now at inside linebacker. Uh, They need a veteran backup quarterback because we all saw the last couple years with Kaiser and that was an absolute utter disaster. So, you know, there are positions that need an upgrade. And, you know, kicker is a tough one because the only time you focus on the kicker is when he blows a kick and loses you a game. Right. You know, besides that, he makes a 40-yarder with, uh, with, you know, two minutes to go to give you a lead and you end up winning the game. Well, that he did his job. That's what he should do. So, you know, he gets no credit for, for making the kicks, making all the extra points and all that kind of stuff. The only time you ever talk about him is when he misses and, and shanks one. So it, it's a very tough position. But you can't have somebody making the kind of money that Mason Crosby is and not have them... Uh, be automatic, and he is far from automatic. So I would give Sam Ficken a shot. And you know, you sit there, and obviously, you always keep your eye out on on uh, on the wires to see who's available and all that, in case you got to bring in uh, competition for him. But um, you know, to me, Mason's too expensive at the position he's in, well, and here, not good enough anymore.
0: Yeah, here and here's the bottom line: uh, last year. He was 30 or 37, 81%. Okay, he's 23rd in the year, 23rd in the league, which is in the lower half of the league, 34 or 36 extra points. That's fine. But, the, you know, he had three he had three kicks to either win or tie the game. As time expired, he was one for three.
1: Yeah, that's not good enough. And
0: that, Yeah, exactly. If you're Sam Ficken, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, because we expect we don't expect, you know. But Sam Ficken, that those those numbers are okay. not for Mason Crosby, right? So and and he had a hiccup. Uh, what was it about four years ago? Remember in the bad preseason? He was able to rebound from that. You know, uh, we, 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 Like I said, I don't want to cut him just to save money if we don't have a good backup plan. But then again, look, at, if he has another year like last year, well, you know, all bets are off. But I'm just saying it could get really bad.
1: It could get really bad, but I'm just tired of the Packers waiting years longer to get rid of guys. You know, we saw it with Mike McCarthy. They should have got rid of McCarthy three, four, five years ago. They finally get rid of him. You know, it was one-year extension and and all this kind of crap. You keep him around. The team sucks. You knew that you you should have made a change, and you dra- you dragged it on, and you cost uh, you cost time on Aaron Rodgers' career because of it. I I don't like that. I don't you know as a season ticket holder, I don't appreciate that, and I think that uh, you're wasting valuable time. We're not always going to have the best quarterback in the league uh, after back to back Hall of Fame MVP uh, quarterbacks with uh, with Favre and now with Rodgers. You know, the chances of us getting a third is is highly, highly unlikely. So the time to win another Super Bowl is right now. And to do that, you have to sit there and make some tough choices. And if that means Mason's got to go, he's got to go.
0: Yeah, it's like it's, you know, boy, it could be. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think... Like I said, one to three game-winning kicks that ain't gonna cut it. So we'll see. Yeah. But if like I totally agree, if they can bring somebody in, now let's talk about Oren, Oren Burks. The guy hasn't been actually setting the world on fire. Second-round draft pick. You're hoping that this was a year maybe it starts clicking. in And well, am I concerned? Yeah, you're concerned. He's a starting player. You don't want to lose that guy. The good news is probably what he's gonna do. He's gonna be in the, and he'll end up on. Uh, season-returning injured reserve, so we're probably are not going to see him till like, November. But this is a new regime. This ain't, this ain't Ted Thompson. Gutenkist is going to bring in a linebacker off of waivers, so though he's going to bring in a, a stopgap. And you know what? I don't feel that bad about it because of the, how they have shored up that defensive uh, side of the ball. Do you agree?
1: Well, you know, they shored up the defensive line, and that obviously makes me feel better. Uh, I'm not sold on Oren Burks either. You know, uh, the fact that he's labeled as a starter, I think, is problematic. Because what has he shown? Right. Besides Jack. He hasn't shown anything. And uh, But the problem is, is that his backup, you know, James Crawford, and then Curtis, don't call me Michael Bolton. Right. So, you know, you don't have anybody behind him. Now I think that they will sit there and pick up one of the surprise cuts, you know, that come right. out later in camp. They will try to bring in a veteran inside linebacker, but you know, then they miss the entire preseason of learning Pettin's offense, and they're coming in late. They're they're slow. Uh, the good thing is that you know, hopefully, with a veteran, they're smart enough to pick up the playbook right away. But you know, we've seen so many dummies come through the Packers organization that three, four years in, they can't pick up the damn playbook and they don't know where the hell to be. You know, we lived through that shit the last five years of Don Capers. Yeah. So am I supremely confident that, you know, if they bring in a veteran that he's not going to be a complete idiot and, uh, will be able to step in and contribute right away. Hell no. You know, so that makes me nervous. And, um, you know, with the defensive line being upgraded, obviously it's going to help the linebackers. However, you know, I, I'm not sold on you know Kevin King as your starting corner
0: for how uh, long? Yeah, exactly. Kevin, you know, Kevin King until he plays twelve games. I'm I'm not trusting him. I can't. You can't. You know, he hasn't shown, I mean, the, the guy is Mr. Glass. Uh, I did want to bring up, though, uh, a guy is Raven Green, who is a guy who is, has shown some flexibility because of, of his size. And this is kind of the new defense where you're bringing in that safety now, and they can bring him in as a linebacker and looking for some speed. So it'll be interesting. They can If, if, if that works out, that will that, help shore up that position. Well, we'll see how that works out with with defense. I'm just, you know, I I don't feel, you know, if I don't want to really say that this, but I guess if if you could have, okay, you're, you you got to have a, you're going to lose a defensive starter for the first half of the year. I mean, I hate to say it, but Orrin Burks would probably be one of your guys that you'd have to choose.
1: Oh, absolutely. You Good. don't want one
0: of the Smith brothers. You don't want anybody in that secondary, <laughs> which is really starting to shape up finally, or on the D or on the D line. So.
1: Right, you know the uh, Oren Burks. Like I said, he hasn't he hasn't shown me anything, and uh, so yeah, you know if you want to sit there and you had to lose somebody out of the starters, you're damn right. Hell yeah, see Oren Burks, you know. But uh, you know they they did a good job of shoring up the defensive line. They got a lot of good guys, uh, both starting and you know as backups out there. But uh, we're still real light at uh, at the linebacker position. I think that um, you know. Imagine now if Blake Martinez goes down,
0: right? And that's the thing; it's a domino effect. You lose. Okay, you can withstand losing, uh, you know, Burks. But how many more hits can you take? And you see this so much more with uh, with some of the teams now. With with you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And that's where these these games coming up, where you don't want to play a lot of the starters. But you know what? With, with with this game coming up tomorrow in Baltimore, and with the uh, you know you got to get that offense has to get on the field, and they need the reps. You got to get some sync. So I wanted to do some uh, uh, news, just kind of about the league and whatnot. Uh, it's interesting this Packer Raiders preseason. There was some news last week about it's in, it's in Winnipeg. And you think oh Winnipeg? No, not just I think Winnipeg milwaukee from wisconsin even madison i think it's like a 14 hour drive so it's not not a place where you can actually kind of hey let's let's do a road trip people want to and the other thing now it's in canada so if you don't have a passport you can't go well and
1: why the hell would you drive 14 hours anywhere to go (laughs) see a dance well that's the
0: other thing too it's such a bad product i mean if they would have done it even even in, let's say, Iowa. Well, it's you know, still Vikings country, though. But if they would have done it in a college stadium somewhere, I don't know. I do mean, it
1: in Boise, Idaho on a blue turf.
0: Why the hell couldn't they do it? You know, you know, if they would have did it in uh, Vegas. Well. At, at the college stadium. You know, it's small, but, I mean, you know, it's
1: still... But they said the last I heard is that what thirty percent of the tickets are sold.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they're gonna get much more than that.
1: No, I don't either, because the prices that they were charging were completely outrageous.
0: Yeah, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and let them go in. You know, I mean, uh, you shake your head. I got a kick out of this. This was a story that that broke last week. Ty Montgomery thinks the Jets have the right plan to use his skills. You know, I don't want to, you know, bash on the guy. It didn't work out. He effed up in a in a crucial crucial situation. But the, other than that, I mean, he showed signs. You know, he switched positions. He did what he wanted to do. But it, he's just one of these guys that that hey. you know, it, he was a tweener guy that kind of struggled. Uh, but I just get a kick out of it. You know. Okay, now whenever a guy gets to a new to a new team, it's always. Well, they have to be. you, you got to think that way.
1: but. Well, of course. You know, he's delusional. Uh, <laughs> you know, anytime you, anybody says anything positive about the New York Jets, uh, you know, they're high, or they just signed a new contract there.
0: I hate the Jets because of that. that <laughs> those uh, helmets. They went back to the old 80s style, and they kind of shined them up. They got that, uh, oh, what's the term, uh, that fluorescence, not fluorescence, but, you know, that... that uh, uh I'll think of it in a second. But anyways, yeah, I just I, the that Jets classic AFL uniform is so now I hate them. Uniforms. I well it's, well then you won't care. Vikings are changing their helmets. So what? They're actually changing to the purple. They're changing them a little bit lighter to match their helmets. Which I did notice. And it really irritated me. That dark, that really dark Vikings, it looked okay when they when they only wore a couple times throwback uniforms with the sleeves which they should go to. Their new uniforms suck. They look very cheap. But anyways, I just I hate the Vikings, but I'd rather hate the Vikings in a classic uniform than what they're wearing now. I just think it's it looks stupid, but Okay. That's me. What do you got?
1: Uh well, definitely not clothes. Um Who has impressed you on the offense so far through training? first preseason game against the texans oh,
0: everybody's favorite
1: Rodgers. no well obviously jake, he hasn't played jake kumro oh, come on
0: i know it, it's uh, you know uh, yeah i mean, he he's 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 gone up the, the the depth chart he's the number three guy and i mean that's because well let's take a look here he geronimo allison has been hurt uh, MVS is supposedly the starting, the starter. He probably will be. And then who, who do we got behind him? Trevor Davis. Every training camp, Trevor Davis looks great. He oh, he made a play. He's Kevin King. Yeah. Until he plays, the guy's he's another Mr. Glass. He always gets hurt. If he gets hurt, I mean, hamstrings are tighter than Clay Matthews. If he gets hurt, they're gonna cut him. I mean, you just can't. There's too much there. Alan Lazard look good. I like him because of his size. And and if he can, I, you know, if if, if if the other, if uh, uh, J- Jamal Moore, uh, if if he, Jamal, did I call him, is Jay Moore? Jay Mon. Jay Mon Moore. Uh, if he falters, I think it's going to be Lazard. The other guys are just, they're just fodder. D- Darius Shepard, yeah. Taylor, yeah, you know. Uh, not, not impressed. Um, uh, I love Equiminius St. Brown, though. Yeah, Jamon Moore, Theo Redding. I think uh, Jamon Moore will be interesting if if he falters, then it then it is uh, it'll be Lazard and Trevor Davis. Only if he stays doesn't get hurt, he may make the because he's so valuable on special teams, especially uh, on kickoffs and punt returns and that, too. He's a good tackler.
1: All right. um so Kumaro is your guy. I'm going to go with another white guy and uh go with Danny Vitale, the fullback. And uh Well
0: then why did they bring in uh what's his name? Well so... cuz
1: Vitale's a little bit banged up. Okay. Uh he's got a little calf thing going on. Uh part of my Vitale love, my wife worked with his mom back in uh... our back in the day. So, uh back when he was still going to Northwestern, and his brother played for Northwestern as well um brother had some some injuries and stuff and had to hang up the cleats but uh you know, you look at Vitali and he's getting a lot of uh, a lot of great publicity uh through training camp, everybody talking about how versatile he is, how he can catch the ball. Uh, he's a great blocker, both in the run game and the pass game. He's built like a brick shit house. You know, you see that guy. Holy Christ, Steve. Like, you know, I would give my left one for, you know, to have an upper body like that, man. Sure.
0: Uh, well, all those guys. And Tommy Bohannon's the same way, who came from Jacksonville. And uh, it, it's, you know, these, these guys. I remember I, I, I saw uh, Walter Payton in person. I was walking behind Walter Payton. This was 20-some uh, years ago. And he was he had been retired, uh, you know, a good seven, eight years. And I'm walking behind him. I was taller than him. But he was a, a triangle. His oh, yeah. shoulders were lo- wider than mine. He had this little 30-inch, <clears throat> th- 29-inch waist wearing a polo shirt, white polo shirt, very, very impressive looking. And, you, you know, you just, you're like, <coughs> hey, I don't. I can't imagine being having to square up on this guy one on one, trying to tackle this guy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You know it. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, you know I would definitely, uh, definitely pull a. Um, oh, who's that idiot? That, uh, ha ha! And uh, avoid contact at all costs <laughs> with uh, with those guys. You know, just kind of fall over, and uh, oh yeah, I slipped. Uh, I slipped on the uh, on the hash mark there, but uh, but yeah, man. You know, I am encouraged with Lafleur's offense, and you know, uh, you, if you want to give Nathaniel Hackett some credit being the OC, um, that they want to use a fullback, and I think a fullback is a very important position. Very underrated position on an offense.
0: I think there's still room for it in in uh, in modern football, especially when in those short yardage situations. I I just, you know, you can bring in a, a defensive lineman, offensive lineman. You see that, but there's still a fullback that has a little bit of speed, can catch, can go into the flat. It just opens up opportunities, doesn't
1: it? It does. And I, you know, I am still a fan of the power running game. You know, you want to bring back the I formation and have uh, Aaron Jones just follow Vitale through the hole. I'm all good with that on first down, on second down. And then before you know it, you're in third and one, or you got another set of downs already. Sure. So uh, I'm a big fan of the power running game. I don't like all the outside uh, designed runs to the outside, you know, yes, a lot of the times, the the benefit is is more than you would get running between the tackles. However, you're also taking a hell of a lot greater risk of losing five yards. And so, you know, I like I said, power running game. You know, uh, you can catch it out of the backfield. So, you know, not only on third and short or second and short when you need to pick up an important first down. I like the fullback in in a ton of situations. And if you want to sit there and go jumbo size with two, three tight ends and Mm -hmm. a fullback and a halfback, oh, boy. You know, you get all the beef out there on the field. And the fact that um, as long as the Packers are going to kind of continue with this whole failed Jimmy Graham experiment, uh, you know, again, he looks old and um, washed up. Uh, and you know, then he's backed up by Mercedes Lewis, which doesn't do anything well, for me. Well, he's for
0: blocking. You but know, it, I think I, I, I agree. It's going to be well, well. We'll see if there, there's packages where he may work out. You know, where you could still use a, a, a Jimmy Graham, and that could be even in, in in down in in goal line situations and using his height. You know, we don't have to send him in. You know, send him 20 yards downfield. Let let's use his height for those. You know. On, a, on an out or something you know where where he can go reach over and 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 you know we we have a damn good quarterback who can put a, a ball anywhere he wants to but i mean i think it'll be interesting to see tanyan catches everything yes he does and he's i think he's just your 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 basic prototypical good not great but he's, he's going to be a guy that can move the sticks tight end. And then Jay Sternberger, you know, Sternberger, where, 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 where does he fit in? It'll be interesting to see him develop throughout the year. So if Jimmy Graham falters, you know, I we'll, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable where they're at with Tanya and, and uh, Sternberger.
1: Yeah, I am too. And, you know, I just – the whole Jimmy Graham thing – to me, needs to end. You know, put the old guy out of his misery and let's get this offense moving again. Um, I I just I don't see him bouncing back this season and contributing in any kind of worthwhile way. But, uh, you know, if you ask my wife, I'm wrong all the time. You ask me, <laughs> I've never been wrong once. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm just putting that out there that, you know, somebody should take Jimmy... Jimmy behind a woodshed and put him out of his misery. Oh. So. Well,
0: let's let us switch back over to defense and, and somebody that's that's been impressing people in practice and a couple plays uh, last week, and that's Ty Summers. Is he just another great white hope, or is he somebody that has upside?
1: To be determined. Yeah. Yes. For me, it's too early. I didn't yeah. know jack about Ty Summers going into, uh, you know, into the training camp and all that, so. You know, I I think his development will be interesting. He's definitely somebody I'm going to be paying attention to, both in tomorrow night's game against the Ravens and the rest of the preseason, and we'll see how how he performs. Um, but you know, no, A- am I sold on him yet? Hell no. What about you?
0: Uh, yeah, like I said, to be you know TBD. You know, they 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 talk him up in that, but you know what? With the injuries, injury to Burks and that, you know, and and the way they rotate these guys out. Yeah, we're gonna see a bit more of him, you know. And it'll be, however, you know, we saw some packages with Kyler Facro last year, so it'll be interesting to see what how that how that works out. I mean, because uh, you know they were they were using him in blitz situations where it, it was working for a while, so it'll be kind of exciting to see how that works. And we saw a couple blitzes in the first preseason game, which more teams are doing now. Uh, and, I, I mean, if you want to judge if you got a, a linebacker or some safeties, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to throw in some blitzes, blitzes even though you hear people saying, well, oh, they don't blitz in preseason. No, if you watch some of the other preseason games, especially on, on the NFL Network, especially as you get into the third quarter and that, they're they're showing some stuff because you want to see these guys in situations and how they react in game situations.
1: Yeah, I think Fackrell is, is interesting and – is he going to make that jump? He had a ton of sacks last year, mm-hmm. but the majority, like 90% of them came in two games. Yeah. So, you know, he completely padded his stat sheet on two or three, like, really, really good games, and the rest of the season was,
0: mm. you is, know. You know, is that a situation where or, or Pettin saw something on the offensive line and was able to key up on
1: it. Right. And if it was, great for Mike Pettin, then he's doing his job and he's doing what he should. Uh, and But if it was... Fackrell just sat there and, you know, was able to to gain an advantage over uh, a weak lineman or, you know, or Fackrell figured it out. You know, good for him as well, but he needs to be more consistent and he mm-hmm. needs to put up decent numbers and not just completely, st- you know, not completely have a season off of just two or three games.
0: Badger fans are going to want to know: Is uh, Will Nitro Jamerson make the team? Who cares? Okay. <laughs>
1: Who cares if he makes a team? He's not going to make a difference.
0: No, I'm just kind of curious to see if a Badger makes the team. It's always a good story. Now, come on.
1: No, it's not. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want on the Green Bay Packers or any team I root for.
0: Unless it's TJ. Unless it's DJ. Don't want
1: him either. So oh come on! I don't want anybody who played uh, college football in Wisconsin. I don't want anybody who was born in Wisconsin. You know
0: that was for a while. That was a Packers did that on purpose. It was years and years before they brought somebody from Wisconsin.
1: That's smart. You know, part of the whole growing up process is leaving your hometown. And I know that there's a lot of people, uh, both where I grew up outside of Chicago and around here, around uh, in, in Milwaukee now, that, you know, they pretty much live within five miles of where they grew up, and that's where they spend their whole lives. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you, you were born in Milwaukee, you go to Madison, and then you come back and you move right back to where you used to live. For me, you need to get out. You need to move away. And so I think that, uh, you know, with my kids, I've got three kids. And, uh, you know, I hope that they all go to school out of state they, and, you know, not down in Illinois. Um, you know, I hope they go south, they go west, they go east. Um, someplace different. Get a different life experience. Don't be 45 minutes away from mom and dad who can bail you out and (laughs) come over there and take you out to dinner and nurse you back to health when you got the sniffles. You got to learn how to be a a grown-ass man. And I think that, um, you know, I think there's so many... Examples of homegrown people that go and play for the team, you know, their local team that they grew up rooting for. Oh, what a great story. This guy's been a such and such fan his whole life. And here's pictures where he was three years old running around in a Packers jersey, running around in whatever jersey. Isn't this such a great story? And very, very rarely does that turn out to be a good thing for the team, for the player and success for them you know overall in their
0: career you know this is the green and go- green and gold then and now segment and we always like to look back at packers history rich history which are trying to bring in something uh you know of a personal note of of me watching spending you know if i if i had spent that time uh you know, making money I'd be a millionaire right now. To watch the <laughs> Backer games. But uh, uh earlier this week on the on, on the big show they had Lynn Dickey on who played with co or one of our coworkers, Gary Ellerson. And and uh and Gary, Gary was just a, a neat guy or Gary Gary is a neat guy, but Lynn Dickey is just one of the guys and he was one of the the first guy that really one of the slingers. In 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 Packerland, you know, and and people talk about 1983 when he threw for 32 touchdowns. Uh, Unfortunately, he went against 29 uh, uh interceptions. It is uh, a situation where this guy persevered. He he's uh, for those who may not remember, he started his uh, career in Houston with the Oilers, and actually lost a season because of a broken hip, and today I mean back then we're talking the early 70s he came out of Kansas and was drafted in 1971 Uh, they didn't have the orthopedic surgery that they had now so he took a full year to recover and just couldn't really gain much traction in Houston then he brought in Dan Pastorini he went over to the Packers and got hurt with the Packers a lot of people remember him as number 12 but actually for the first couple years with the Packers he was number 10 so, but uh, Lynn, Lynn Dickey, just a neat guy, is still active, he lives in Kansas, but still comes up to Wisconsin in the summer, plays a lot of charity golf uh, tournaments, but yeah, that 1983 year, people remember the 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 uh, the Packer Monday night game against Redskins, which him and Thiesman were, I mean, just it was an aerial battle, and showed... What Lynn Dickey, you know, they always said Lynn Dickey, who had so many knee injuries and was not mobile at all. If, if, if he could run, he'd probably be in the Hall of Fame. And he's just one of these guys that could not scramble at all. And uh, the offensive linemen in those days weren't the greatest. And, and if he had a little better uh, line, who knows, and better knees, he, he, could, he could definitely be... Uh, would have been a candidate uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he certainly had the arm for it. And Joining us is uh, Anthony Mandela. And uh, Anthony Packers, we're kind of just getting our, our just kind of opening the shell of the new season, seeing what we have here. And uh, it it certainly, uh, one game doesn't really uh, show you much, but you know, with with everything, with Twitter, every play and training camp, you know, Rodgers goes long here, somebody gets a sack. Inters- I mean, so we can really, even though we're not at practice, we can follow practice. What, what what's some of the things that are sticking out for you?
2: Uh, one thing for me so far is that Aaron Rodgers can make a legit NFL weapon out of just about anybody. Yeah. I mean, this receiving core from the buzz we're getting out of camp You obviously have Devontae Adams at the top, and between Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jay Kummer, that's probably the next tier. There's really not a clear number two at this point. And then you keep going down the depth chart. We know he's comfortable with Equinemius St. Brown. The same can't be said for Jamon Moore or Trevor Davis. Then you're looking at these guys that nobody's ever heard of, the Darius Shepherds, the Alan Lazards. And they're all finding a role in this offense. Then you get to the tight end group, Robert Tanyan. Right. I mean...
0: We were just talking him up.
2: Yeah, so you look at these guys and then just turn back the calendar. You know, go ahead, touchdown bombs to Jeff Janis. And Mm -hmm. working with Jared Aberderis and John Kuhn as his primary weapons in the passing game. I mean, this dude can work with anybody. And this camp, I think, is kind of proving it. Because a lot of these guys... Uh, We were talking about it a couple of days ago. Maybe last week it was on the big show. Um, Can these guys, this receiving core, be as good as that 2011 team that was lighting it up in the record books? I don't think they're built in the same way where there's like a clear number one, number two, number three, but you've got your number one Devontae Adams, and you've got a whole mess of two and threes without really having any like four, five, six, sevens right now.
0: I thought it was interesting how. Rogers was talking up Kumaro and oh, kinda of yeah. pushing him, you know, through the, his bully pulpit of saying, I want this guy to play more. I trust him and he, he and you know, you need a trust between a receiver and a quarterback and he has that. And I think he's that was his way of telling the coaches, I want, you know, I want sixteen on the field.
2: And there's something to be said for that and I don't know that there's any other role, player role in professional sports that has that kind of swing. I mean, if uh, if there is a second, the only thing I can think of is LeBron James playing general manager for his entire sure. <laughs> in the entire uh, every team that he's played for. So it does say a lot about not only the power, the clout that Aaron Rodgers has with the organization. It also says something about Jay Kumaro, because Aaron Rodgers is not somebody that's historically shy to tell somebody publicly that they need to be better. Right. So you know, this isn't a guy that. Just praises guys that he likes and doesn't comment on anything, and you know, is just trying to be Mr. Nice Guy. He throws it out both ways. He dishes it out. So if he comes out and says that he likes you, it's for good reason.
0: Uh, And he, he, you know, he talks about that trust factor. You know, how many times have we, you know, guys take the wrong, you know, wrong route or. Don't you know, angle it off the way they should have, like in the old offense. But I think they let. I think he loves his hands. And I was talking earlier with Jeff about you know Jamon Moore's touchdown catch, you know, in the first game in the preseason. Sure, it was a touchdown pass, but he kind of bobbled it and caught it. And you're like, you know, and you know, it is, you wonder, you know, Rodgers didn't want to see that he doesn't want to see that he'd rather have 16 there doesn't
2: he yeah I mean at least on paper now I don't know the guy's 40 time to be perfectly honest I don't care about anybody's 40 time they're all fast right every single buddy the the slowest nose tackle in the the NFL is faster than I would reckon 99% of the people that are going to be listening to this at home so they're all fast and we've seen plays we've seen linebackers catch wide receivers we've you know we've seen defensive ends catch scat backs down the field fast but jay kumaro is big and fast mm-hmm. he's got some serious length to him and so if you figure you have Devonte adams out on one edge this dude all whatever he is six four of him on the other side and then you also have a pretty lengthy geronimo allison available marquez valdez scantling who rogers raves about his speed almost any chance he gets like there is a lot of in terms of physical potential playmaking ability with this receiving core.
0: How about on the, on the defensive side of the ball? Who's who's kind of um got your attention?
2: I think it, it's kind of like before. I was saying Devontae Adams is the clear number one, and then there's a bunch of two and threes. I don't know if the defense has a one, but they mm-hmm. have a bunch of twos and threes, like sure. second and maybe third tier, but legit NFL players. And I think that the for the first time in a long time, they're really deep. Like, I look at this depth chart, and you see guys, like, in seasons past, maybe you would look at a Tony Brown and say, okay, they're screwed, because inevitably, a handful of these defensive backs are going to go down, and then we're going to be with Tony Brown, who, I think as Packer fans, we think of his name in the same breath as, like, a, um, what was the cat's name that got smoked in Atlanta in the NFC Championship game? Um... You know who I'm talking yeah, about, know, though, right? But in the
0: past, in, in, These bottom-of-the-barrel guys, the Jared guy Bushes. Estes Hood we used to call Turnstile. Estes Turnstile's Hood.
2: So, like, I think I think that's what we expect. We've come to expect that, specifically in the secondary, that this Packers defense will, get, will not have guys to step up. And I don't think the ceiling is as high as it's been in years past, talent-wise, but the floor definitely is. Because we look through this depth chart, we hear about guys getting reps at all three levels of the team. And every single one of them, it seems like somebody has praise for. And that could be hearsay or fodder or something. I don't know. But like Tony Brown's like the fourth or fifth cornerback on the depth chart. And Aaron Rodgers keeps talking about what a challenge he is to, you know, picking on him in practice and making him a better player and all that. And that's like your fifth option if everybody's healthy. So there's just, there's a lot to be excited about, I think, in terms of we're going to see something different than we've seen in years past. I think that much is sure. I just don't know if it's going to be necessarily better.
0: Well, the defense is certainly going to be ahead of the offense uh, come a regular season. It'll be interesting how quickly they can catch up. But it's going to be a defensive team this year. They're the ones that are going to have to uh, you know, muster up and, and and get wins for us, and then just have uh, Rodgers, if you need that one last drive, do that last drive to get the win. Uh, we have run out of time on the Green and Go Then and Now sh- uh, podcast, and we'll talk to you next week after the Baltimore game. Game 2 of the Packers preseason 2018. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and look us up, and you can look up past uh, podcasts, too, on the radio.com app. Thank you.